Tin Daf Nun Vova Mud Alephan Amud Bez, Hope Tin Yavne Vachachameha. Hope and optimism doesn't mean delusion. There are times when, when we think everything will be all right, it's okay, everything will be all right. That's not what optimism is, that's not what bitochen is, that's not what emuna is. Sometimes everything will not be all right. And what we'll learn today, and it's such an important limud, is what hope looks like when there isn't hope. What, look, what hope looks like when the horizon is so gray and so dark that it would be delusional to say everything will be all right. What, is, what does hope look like? What does optimism look like? What does Emunah and Betochen look like in situations like that? When you're marching, God forbid, to the gas chambers, what does hope and, what does hope and optimism look like? It, it's not by chance, of course, although it, it appears to be coincidental that the, the sugya of Kamtsa bar Kamtsa and the whole destruction of the second base of Mikdash falls in the middle of the three weeks. The dafyum is not designed to fit in with the, uh, with the seasons of the year at all. And yet this often happens, we've seen it happen many times, that there is a convergence that these things happen. But the purpose of the Gomorrah is not to uh, give us narrative, the purpose of the Gomorrah is not to tell us about historic events. There are, there are other books that do that. The purpose of the Gomorrah is to give us tools with which to, to manage life today. This is a chokhmah sachayim, a Torah sachayim. This is about our lives. This is going to give us something that is, that, that is life-changing, that, that affects us. Philip, what did you say to me yesterday? That every shir gives you something that you can apply in your life to, today. Uh, is, is what we try and do with the Matmonim, to pull out of the out of the daf of the Gomorrah something we can use today, not something that tells us about an event that happened 2,000 years ago and every Tishabav we rehash it and rehash it, Kamsa by Kamsa and Kamsa by Kamsa, tell the story over and over again. That's not what the Sugi is about. The Sugi is to teach us how to live today, not what happened 2,000 years ago. How do we how do we see that? So one of the stories that we have in, in the Sugi today is is the strange story with Rabbi Yochum in Zakai who manages to get himself, as you, you know the story, he manages to get himself smuggled out of Yerushalayim, uh, feigning to be dead and carried out in a coffin, uh, so that he can be taken before Aspasianus, who was the, the, the governor of, of Yisrael at that time on behalf of Rome. So he manages to get to, to and, and we're told, the other important character at this time is a man called Rabbi Tzadok. Rabbi Tzadok is important. We had Rabbi Tzadok in the Dorim, and we have Rabbi Tzadok in Prikeovis. Rabbi Tzadok, you might remember, in the Dorim there was a Rabbi Loza, it was a Mishnah Rabbi Loza, I think, on Daf Samach Dalet, wanted to say that you can say, if you're trying to find a petach for a neder, somebody made a neder, and you want to try and find it, had he known certain information, he wouldn't have made the neder, and you can say, had you known that your mother and father would have been so disappointed in you, so embarrassed, had they known that you were making these nedorim, had you, did you realize that? And if he says, no, I never thought of that, then we say, well, then that's a petach for the neder. Says Rabbi Tzadok, but then there's no nedorim at all, because you can say to anybody, did you realize how upset the Rebbe would be with you for making this neder? And clearly he's going to say, no, I wasn't thinking of that at the time, then, then there's no neder. Says Rabbi, Rabbi Tzadik, then the known Adorim. So the Kovid Hashem was very important to him. The Kovid Torah, he lived with it in real life. Hashem and the Torah was in front of him at all times. At all times, he's the one who says in in, in Pirkeovis, Never use the Torah as a source of honor or, or as a tool with which to earn a living and to make money. That's not what the Torah is for. You diminish the COVID Torah if, if you do that with Torah. That's not what Torah, what Torah is about. And the Rabbeinu Yona asks, the only time that you can, that a Chochem can demand COVID is when by giving him the COVID, there is COVID for Torah. 
But but covered for his own ego, that's something he's got to be very careful to make sure that that's not what 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 comes into it. I might have mentioned to you once. My father told me when Rav Herzog was in South Africa, and my father was entertaining him. It had a had a function for Rav Herzog for the chief rabbi of Israel at the time, and they were singing and dancing, and they lifted him up on their shoulders, and they were dancing dancing with him, and and he was mumbling something, and my father got close to him to listen to what he was mumbling. And he was saying, mumbling over and over again, it's not me, it's the Torah, it's not me, it's the Torah, it's not me, it's the Torah, it's not me, it's the Torah. Says Rabbi Yoni here on that on uh, that piece of Pirkeovis and Perikdalad Mishnah, hey, that that's the Rabbi Tzadok who teaches who teaches us that. This is Rabbi Tzadok, who's also a character in the story. The story is there's a, a woman called Marta Bat Baitus. There were probably two Marta Bat Baitus, but they were both very wealthy. Um, and in this time, she had nothing to eat. There was absolutely nothing to eat, and all the money in the world couldn't buy her food. And eventually she was, she was dying and she dumps her gold out onto the street and she says, this is useless to me. And what she ultimately dies from is all they could find for her to eat are the, were the discarded figs that Rabbi Tzadok had sucked the juice out of. And she ate those figs and died from the figs because of the illness of Rabbi Tzadok, because Rabbi Tzadok was very ill. And he sucked the, the juice out of the figs and then discarded the figs. And they, she then ate the figs and she died from that. Why was Rabbi Tzadik so ill, says the Gemara? Because he fasted 40 years before the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. And he was so ill from the fasting that he couldn't eat, he couldn't consume anything. The Mashur says, because 40 years before the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, they already, they already cancelled the, the, the Sanhedrin, and there were signs that the Chubin was coming. 40 years before, you could already see there was trouble. And uh, Rabbi Tzadik didn't take the view of everything will be all right. Don't worry, Hashem will take care of us. Everything will be good. No, he realized we could lose Eretz Yisrael. We could lose the Beis Hamikdash. And, and he took, it took steps. He started fasting. For 40 years, he fasted. Well, eventually, Rabbi, ya- Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai gets in front of, of Aspasianus. And Aspasianus says to him, after the long backwards and forwards, interesting discussions, Aspasianus says to him, look, they're going to replace me. You prophesied, you, Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, prophesied that I was becoming, going to become king. You're right. They've called me back to Rome, and they're going to send a replacement who turned out to be Titus. It was the man who did the, the terrible rush who destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. Before I go, if there's anything you want from me, you've d- demonstrated yourself to be so brilliant. So I'm happy to do anything that you that you want me to do. So he asks for three things. You think Rabbi Yochman Zakkai knows what's happening? He sees what's happening. Rabbi Tzadok must have talked to him also and told him he must have been able to foresee what's happening. What do you think Rabbi Yochman Zakkai says? to Aspasianus, the man who's going to be the emperor of Rome, and he's got an opportunity to ask for something. What are you going to ask for? It says three things. Don't destroy Yavne and the Talmidei Chachomim in Yavne, number one. Number two, don't destroy the, the, the line of Rabban Gamliel, the kings of, of Yisrael, the Nesim of Yisrael. Don't destroy that family. And find me doctors that can cure Rabbi Tzadok. Those are the three things he asks for. Carry on, Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said about him many years later. He told Rabbi Akiva. Some say it was Rabbi Akiva. Meishiv chachamim achor v'daatam yisakel. He quotes from, from, from a pasuk where the Rebbeinu Shem says, at, at that time of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the Rebbeinu Shem will destroy the wisdom of wise people. Clever people will just do silly things. He had an opportunity to ask for something meaningful. Look what he asked for. What happened to him? 
for one thing, not three things, one thing. Aspasianus, one thing I ask from you, don't destroy Yerushalayim. For who saw her? Asked the Gemara, so what? Rabbi Yochum and Zachar wasn't a fool. What, what did he think? He said if he, he was worried that if he asked for to be saved Yerushalayim, that was beyond Aspasianus's control already. Things had gone too far. That couldn't be done. And if he asked for that, he would have got nothing. So at least he asked for these little things in order that he would, that he would have something. Uh, and I bring the, the, the Rashi on that and the um, Mashor mentions this posuk of the Rebunishim takes the wisdom away from wise people. They weren't suggesting that Rabbi Yochum Zaka went crazy. What they're suggesting is You've always got to be careful to learn Agadatu with the Mashor. Can't make your own sense of the Agadatu of the Gemara. You can get into Maharal, which gets into the Kabbalah of the Agadatu. There are other people who develop the Agadatu, but just to know Pshat in the Agadatu, you've got to learn the Mashor. Mashor says what they were saying was that the sin of Yerushalayim was so severe that as a punishment, as part of the punishment, Hashem took away the intelligence of the Chachomim. And Rabbi Yochum and Zachar lost his, his intelligence at that moment. Um, but then the Gemara says, but what was his thought was? His thought was... Um, to at least get that out of it. And we need to understand what, what this is all about because in Rabbi Yochum and Zaha, clearly we see brilliance. Because what do we say? He lost his brilliance, says Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi, Lozab, Rabbi Shimon and Zaha seems to have lost his brilliance. Now this is the Gemara. He had a calculation. And the Gemara records his calculation, so we've got to learn from his calculation. That's the, that, in this, there, there are many things to look at in the sugi, but the point that I want to... Open up is, what was Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai thinking? What, these three things, why these three things? I understand Rabbi Tzadok's a wonderful man and he's ill, try and get a doctor for him. But there are lots of other people suffering terribly. terribly. Why not daven for them also? What is this all about? What it's all about is that hope and optimism doesn't mean everything will be all right. Hope and optimism means extending your perspective of time beyond the immediate. To be able to think of time in hundreds of years, thousands of years if necessary. If you look at thousands of years, then what's happening now is not the end of the story. What's happening now is only a step in the story. Optimism and hope doesn't mean it's going to be all right for us. It means it will be all right for Klal Yisrael. It will be all right for the world. That's a different, that, that's a different, and something that's very important for us right now today. For, for nearly 80 years, we've had a time of relative world peace and relative prosperity, where each year has been a bit better than the year before. The economy has improved, the stock market's improved, the investors will tell you, put your money in the stock market and just wait. Over time, it will get, it will grow, it will grow, it will grow. Yes, that's how it's been for the last 80 years. But there are signs of, of, of terrible difficulty on the horizon. Does that mean it will come, that it will be terrible? We don't know. We're living in a time where we don't know what will be next week. We don't know what will be next month. We're living in a time where crazy people have got atom bombs, where irrational people have got access to atom bombs, where the world is confused, where there aren't values. Where it's Israel is in a state of total confusion, where the economy is, is not understandable, where technology is going to places where nobody can really predict. Everybody's got views, but uh, the, the Torah tells us that part of what the Rebbeinu does, we'll see in the next piece, is takes a lot of this, the, the wisdom away from the futurists, that, that the predictions that you make turn out not to be valid predictions. That's the time we're living in. We don't know. 
So can we say, don't worry, everything will be okay? That's not optimism and hope. That's delusion. All we can say is ultimately everything will be okay. Things will pan out. This is a period in history. It will play out. We don't know how it will play out. We don't know what its effect will be on us. We pray, we daven like Rabbi Tzadik did. But at the end of the day, despite Rabbi Tzadik's tefillah, there was a churban Beis Hamikdash. There was a terrible time that took place. We can't be sure. That's not hope. That's delusion. Hope is to be able to see a longer perspective. And Rabbi Yochanan in Zakkai says, I can't stop what's going to happen anymore. It's gone too far. I can't stop the Beis Hamikdash from being destroyed. I can't stop Yerushalayim from being destroyed. I can't stop the Jews from being sent into a 2,000-year Golis. I can't stop that. But I can plant the seeds now so that there'll be a tzmicha, there'll be the growth of new Torah after this is all over. I can make sure that Yavne isn't destroyed, that we've got Talmidei Chachomim. I can make sure that we've got leadership in the houses of Raman, of Raman Gamliel, that we've got wise leadership. And I can make sure that we've got Sadikim who can daven for us like Rabbi Tzadok. If we come out of this terrible time we're going into, but we've got Yavne, we've got Chachomim, we've got the Gemara developing, we've got the Mishnah. If we come out of this terrible time and we've got leadership and we've got Sadikim like Rabbi Tzadok, then everything can start growing, can start growing again. And, and that's what optimism is. Optimism is to know that in the very decay of the seed is the germination of the plant. In the very destruction that we see happening around us is the germination of something new. What that something new is exactly, we don't know, but it's something that has the capacity to create positivity in the future. What future is that tomorrow? We don't know. But the job of the optimist is to make sure that amidst the, the, the storm and the blackness and the darkness, there is the planting of seeds that can create something new and that can, can begin something again. And we see that happening in history. There's an amazing piece of a barbanel. We don't have time to go through it from a sefer. He wrote, Maine Ayushua, uh, which is a sefer on Daniel, but he talks about the time of Mashiach. And he writes this after the expulsion of the Jews from, from Spain. And, and he writes, he believes, he writes in this piece that I've quoted here, he believes the Mashiach has already been born before the expulsion. So with that, it turns out that that wasn't right. But what was interesting is 1492 was the year of the expulsion, was also the year that Columbus sets up for America and creates a whole new place for Torah to flourish for hundreds of years afterwards. That seed of, of what we have in the United States and where Torah flourished in the United States was planted on the same year that there was the destruction of the, uh, that there was the expulsion of the Jews. And he brings riots from Psukim. It was the year was Reish Membez, 1492 was Reish Membez. And he shows in the Psukim that Reish Membez is the year that this is going to happen. But at least in that terrible thing, he says, you'll always find that in that, once the trouble starts, it's the beginning of all the Tzoros, but before that even starts, there's the birth of the future, there's the birth of something new. That's optimism. Not to say there won't be Tzoros, but to say in the Tzoros, there is buried the seed that will give rise to something new and something fresh. That's what it means to be, to be optimistic. And, and we see even, uh, you know, the, the, the Herzl was a controversial man in the, in the Frum world. But at the end of the day, I saw a beautiful hesped by Rebavram Elia Kaplan given intels for Herzl. And he speaks about what a great gift Herzl was to the Jewish people. And that before the Holocaust started, he, a movement began that lay the seeds, that planted the seeds of Torah being able to come to Eretz Israel. 
Before the Holocaust began, there were seeds of Torah being able to go to, to the United States. To be able to see the seeds and know that the seeds are there in the darkest of times, that whatever darkness comes, whatever storms come, at the end of the day, there's a little seedling and a new, and a new beginning will grow. That's optimism and hope. And we have to be very careful when we live in these times in Israel it itself. We can't sit back complacently and think, Israel will be fine. At the end of the day, it'll be fine. We can destroy Israel and we can destroy the society and we can destroy the world. But there will always be a seed in it that will enable us to give a rebirth and to create something new. We have to do everything we can to keep what we've got. We've got to be a Rabbi Tzadok and fast for 40 years and do whatever we can. But at the end of the day, we've got to be a Rabbi Yochum and Zakai, not to be deluded, but to be optimistic and understand that in all the Tzoros, in all the trouble that there might be ahead of us, there will always be the seed of a Yeshua. There will always be the, the seed of, of salvation, of, of good times, and eventually the coming of the Mashiach.